0: Qualifications for deacons in the church. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Well, it's Friday. We made it through another week. Praise God. And we are continuing on today in 1 Timothy 3. Today we're looking at verses 8 through 13. And this is the section where Paul lays out qualifications for deacons in the church. Deacons are under-shepherds. In many denominational structures, deacons are not ordained people. Um, They are lay people um, tasked with coming alongside of the elder, the senior pastor, and providing leadership and direction, uh, really stepping up in the church as um, as ministers of the gospel to the laity and uh, carrying out um, the ministry of the lay person with character and integrity. And um, in some denominations, deacons are ordained, uh, in the Catholic denomination and the Methodist denomination. Um, these are ordained people who are uh, dispatched with the calling of doing the work of a deacon, in a full-time Christian ministry setting. Uh, Regardless, Paul's qualifications are quite clear, and they're similar to the qualifications for elders or overseers, and we'll dive into the text here shortly. But before we do, let's uh, thank God for his faithfulness this week. Heavenly Father, we love you today, we give you thanks that once again as we Come to the end of another week. Um, We can look back, O God, and we can see your hand at work, and we give you thanks. You never leave us hanging. You provide us with every resource we need for this life, and we are so grateful. Father, as always, we come hungry and ready to hear from your word as we study together. So speak once again, send your spirit to lead and guide us through this passage that we might glean its benefit to our maximum growth and grace. We love you so very much, Lord, and we thank you again uh, for uh, leading us through this week and for all the opportunities you've created us for us uh, to be your witnesses in the world. Help us faithfully live into our calling as your followers. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Here is 1 Timothy 3, 8-13. Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to too much wine, uh, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And let them also be tested first. Let Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise, likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their household well. For those who serve well as deacons, gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Now, you'll hear a lot of similar undertones in the qualifications Paul lists for deacons. Uh, But there are some unique things in this one um, that are not listed in the qualifications for overseers. Primarily, I want to zero in on verse 11 where Paul says... In this category of qualifications for deacons, their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, like so, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Um, we don't see that statement in the section in chapter 3, 1 through 7, uh, related to the wives of overseers. We do see that here, related to the wives of deacons. Now, deacons are lay people who are um, uh, called to this unique calling within the body of Christ. And I suspect that this statement to the wives of deacons is um, offered because there are um, many more deacons than there are elders. There's one elder (laughs) and one um, senior pastor's wife, Uh, but there are many deacons' wives and if they let their husband's leadership get to their heads, you could see where there would be a lack of humility that might stir up dissension or trouble. Um, they might ride the coattails of their husband's leadership in a way that's that's divisive, um, that uh, is prideful or uh, conceited if they're not careful. Um, and so Paul says, not only are the men who are applying for this office under the test, but their wives are also being put to the test. Are they dignified? Are they not given to gossip? Are they sober-minded? In other words, they're quick to listen to ideas and options and slow and deciding, not impulsive. Are they faithful in all things? Do they exhibit true spiritual maturity? Um, apart from this uh, unique statement about the wives of deacons, Much in here is similar to Paul's list of qualifications for overseers. They must be dignified, not double-tongued. In other words, not saying one thing to one group of people and another thing to another group of people. Uh, That's the way to stir the pot. That's the way to create trouble within a group. Um, They're not addicted to much wine. Now, there's no uh, calling to... Uh, total abstinence either for the overseer or for the deacon, but there is clear teaching that overseers and deacons must be careful as it relates to this issue of drinking and wine, that they must be self-controlled, they must be moderate in their use of um, alcoholic beverages. And so in many denominations, there is an expectation that pastors and deacons will Um, abstain from using um, or drinking alcohol. It's clear from Paul's teaching that there's not a call to abstention, but a call to uh, care and caution as it relates to this issue. Um, Paul says that deacons should not be greedy for dishonest gain. In other words, like elders, they have dispatched with The desire to pursue worldly wealth. They're not concerned as much with those things as they are with the gospel and the spread of the gospel. Uh, They must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience. In other words, there must be nothing about them that would put them in opposition to the gospel, Uh, nothing public or private about them that would um, uh, put them in opposition with the teachings of the gospel. And Paul says, let them be put to the test. Um, and then after they've been uh, tested and approved, let them serve as deacons uh, if they prove themselves blameless, um, above reproach, uh, nothing that someone could bring to the table that would um, trip up their character or prove them not to be the person that they're exhibiting themselves to be. Uh, What Paul says about wives comes next, then he moves on in verse 12, Uh, let deacons be the husband of one wife faithful to their commitments and vows managing their children and household well Um, for those who serve well as deacons gain good standing within the congregation and uh, this could turn dark this could get ugly in their hearts if they allow pride and conceit to slip in they must approach this office with humility and grace Um, and uh There's a care and a caution that must be taken when one is called to lead within the body of Christ. Uh, We lead with humility. uh, We lead understanding our own um, sinfulness and our own need for grace. And um, then we grow in confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, Leaders who lead well um, uh, exhibit a confident faith. And they grow in that faith as they lean into Jesus and rely on Him for all the resources they need in their leadership and in their lives. All right, my friends. Pretty clear that this calling to uh, the office of deacon or the calling to overseer is a powerful and important one. And uh, the the process of testing and approving those who answer the call is an important part of determining whether or not the call is genuine and whether or not they should be trusted with the work. All right, my friends, thanks for taking time out of your day to study, and I pray that this has been fruitful for you. God bless.